Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show, and this is going to be our top 10 worst movies of 2010. With me, I have Charlie with me, and I also have Sean with me. Hello to everybody. Hello. And like I said, this is going to be our top 10 worst movies of 2010. We're going to get get down to the, you know, we're going to do our not-so-honorable mentions, as this is actually going to be a this honorable mentions first, and then we're going to get into our top 10 worst movies of 2010. So I'm going to let you open up first, Charlie, and then from Charlie, it'll be Sean, then it'll be me. Oh, before I discuss my dishonorable mentions, I actually have movies I enjoyed that just didn't make my top 10 list. Okay. That's what, that's what this um, Yeah. So like, yeah, this is my favorites of 2010 that I didn't get to. Not my worst yet. I have that a separate, a separate section. So I have a little bit more than the 10. I had like three extras. So I think my my 13th favorite movie of 20, uh, honor, like honorable mention, my number 13 on the list was Tron Legacy. I thought this movie was pretty cool. Um, it was visually, like I said, I've never seen, I've never seen the original Tron. I like, like I said, um, I you never just saw the original going into the sequel. Yeah, I never saw it. I was like, <laughs> just like Toy Story. 
2010, me skipping over stuff, whatever. Um, but anyway, Crown Legacy was cool visually. Like it was like this. This is really cool to see the the visuals and stuff and everything. Like I said, it was like some of the the, the like the action sequences was just great in this movie. That's why I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, the effects are awesome. Um, I think Daft Punk did the soundtrack. Yeah. I know they did a lot of music yeah. for it. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a good sequel. Yeah, and it was the one like the first Olivia Wilde movie I think I I saw was was her. She was pretty good as Cora. Yeah, the the movie is also a lot better if you watch the first one before you watch the second. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> kind of builds <laughs> off one another. <laughs> But if you're like Charlie, he already knows everything that's going to happen in the first one, so therefore he doesn't need to go and see the first one, so he can just go with the sequel. <laughs> you just go for the cutthroat, man. You, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and forget about Toy Story 3. Just go straight into Toy Story 4. But this one, you're like, you know what? Forget about the A's. Forget about the Tron, the very first one. Let's just go into the second one. That movie <laughs> you know came out like 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> so, what else do you have, Charlie? <laughs> okay. Alright, so... um. My next one on my list, I had Red, Retired, Extremely Dangerous, the uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich. This movie was just awesome. Yep. Sequel sucked. Like, it wasn't as great as this one, but this one was just entertaining. I mean, just, I mean, it's just this, the, 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 John Malkovich was just hilarious in this movie. It's like the sequence with the pig, we're going to finally get a pig. And it's how kooky is. And then, and all of a sudden, in the pig is this machine gun. I'm like, how did they get that past the airport? And then the sequence where the old lady is like, um, oh, old man. And then he's like, old man, my. And then the sequence right before, like, Magnum pistol taking on a rocket launcher. And this, the how the bullet just shoots, like, blows up the rock, not just the rocket, but her. And says, oh, and then the line, old man, my ass. That, that sequence was so cool. It was so cool that they tried to do a Mythbusters and like testing of it. Yeah, there's no way it works. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the Bruce Willis getting a nonchalant, like swinging out of the moving out of the police car while it's spinning, and this to shoot Carl Urban's car. I mean, again, the action sequences in this in this movie were just great. Um, again, I was a lot of really disappointed with the sequel. Um, it was just it was just. I don't think there needed to be a sequel, to be honest. Yeah, I like the original Red. I never saw the second one. Um, I thought it was good. Still holds up. Like you can just throw it on, and it doesn't look yeah. outdated or anything. Carl Urban, like, and then the sequence, the fight sequence of Carl Urban versus Bruce Willis. You were trained by this guy. He trained. Me. I trained him, and he snaps his arm. <laughs> To be honest with you, my favorite sequence is like the very beginning whenever uh, it first starts out where he starts going to sleep. And then all of a sudden, um, you have people breaking into his home. Bruce Willis has to go in and try to get these intruders out of the house and he blows up his own house. Yeah, I like the opening sequence and everything. I thought it worked. I'm with you, Sean. I felt like, you know, a sequel was not needed. And everything I felt like it stands out on its own without having to see the second one because I had no interest in a second red. Yeah. So, you know, no, the it's, one more, it's really yeah. the sequel is definitely really annoying. Some of the characters are just like, why? Um, so like I said, if you're bored, you can check out the sequel, but personally, I wouldn't. It's it's not, it doesn't, that one was just bad. I mean, 
I, I, I saw that one after work a couple times, and I was like, and then I just like, oh, this is annoying. This is pissing me off. <laughs> now, did you watch Red 2 before you watched Red 1? No. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was, I, I, Red 1, I like, I stayed after work one day, I think, or I got off early, and then I was like, and then um, and then I, I stayed after yeah. watching Red. That's weird. I, I vaguely do remember that. <laughs> like you yeah. leaving early and going to see it. Yeah. That was that was like 2010 was the first like my second summer at the theater and that was when I start seeing a lot of stuff afterwards. Um, I think my first movie I saw after work was Get Him to the Creek, which I will get to that in a in a sec. Um, so my next movie I had the Deathly Hallows Part One, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. um, the ending of this, the cliffhanger was just awesome. The cliffhanger was really good. I actually own all the Harry Potter books, read them twice. And everything went read them all the way through. Ex perfect point. example. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. I watched all these movies before I saw this one. So there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were, were going to ask that. That was my <laughs> next question. Yep. <laughs> um, again, it was entertaining. It was pretty cool the way they split this one up. And it was like, like I said, I, I can't. Um, yeah, I stayed after and watched, like, watched this one. This was, this was an entertaining movie. It's, they're all pretty good, except for. The Half Blood Prince, that was kind of a weak one. Um, I think that was the weakest book, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so that those are the three extra I had. Now I'm getting into my, the rest of my list. So, number 10, I had Resident Evil Afterlife. This was just awesome. Like the the opening sequence of all the Alice's taking over, like, taking over the Umbrella Corporation. I mean, this that whole sequence alone, there's 200 dead bodies, and we're not, we're not even like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just like this. <laughs> I mean, that's like there's no even no zombies in the sequence. It's all humans, and it's just Alice's clones are just taking over. And then, then of course, when you get the, and it's the first movie that we got uh, Chris Redfield in the in the in the introduction into the series. Um, yeah, and then um, and then yeah, and afterwards, I don't know what the heck happened, like how they got rid of some of the good characters. Like you got rid of like Chris and Claire Redfield in the fifth one. And then you brought Leon Kennedy and Adawan, but then he just took away some of the other ones. But Afterlife was just a great movie. Um, this, yeah. What you got? Did you guys see that? What do you think of that? Um, I may have seen it, but I I don't remember at all. Like, I, yeah. Let's see. For me, I saw Afterlife. It was okay. I just didn't really think that. He's pissed. We didn't. Was... <laughs> What? I'm not pissed. Let's get I got this. Um, the, uh, the, the 4K collection for all the Resident Evil ones. I got that. Um, oh, cool. Because this is how you can get out, like get some of these only in 4K, and it's like, it's a pretty sweet box. That's why, yeah. Did you see, yeah. I read something, I think today, um, I guess Netflix is doing like a Resident Evil series. Yeah. And they're getting the voice actor that played Chris Redfield in Extinction, or Afterlife. To play him in the show. Oh, okay. I thought it was or voice I, him I, in the show. I thought it was the video game voices. I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought I read the article that it wasn't the video game voices. It was oh, okay. At least for him. Okay. I could be wrong on other stuff. Though. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for the. the I'm, I'm. I want to see more from the, the the new movie that's coming out in September. Me too. The new Resident Evil movie that, that that and that one's supposed to got it's got a pretty good cast for some of these people like they're portraying them. I think, um, Barbosa's daughter. I think she's playing. Um, I think she's Claire. Hmm. 
um, from, or she was also the girl in the Maze Runner movies. Um, yeah, I forgot, I forgot her name. Um, but it's, and then I think, but it, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it's good cast. I mean, like, and it's supposed to be focused in on the first two mo- like games. So it's another version of the movie. I'm like, heck, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> All right. Um, my next one, I had number nine was Shutter Island. Um, I enjoyed this movie. Um, cause I was like, when, when we had it at Apex, I was kind of playing like, I was like, cause I don't do horror movies and I didn't, I was, didn't really feel like getting scared. And I was like, I was like, should I see this in the theaters? And then when I watched it at home, I'm like, I should have seen it in the theaters because the, the ending, like I said, the sequence that just got me like hooked because I tried reading the book before watching this movie, but I just not a huge. I just couldn't get into the get into the book. But I watched the movie, and like I said, and it's just it was entertaining. I mean, I mean, like you had uh you get uh Leo and um the Hulk together. I mean, oh, sure the yeah, sure the ending, sure the ending's out. I met Ruffalo a while ago, like when I was at uh, at work. Um, he was walk- he was walking through one of the tunnels. You met Mark Ruffalo? I saw oh, him, cool. yeah, and he waved. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, um, and like I said, and then uh, one of my other colleagues um, was sitting in an area, and Chris Evans walked by. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, dang. It's a Avengers so- coming through. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, like I enjoyed it. Um, I sad about the ending now. I mean, what really, what, what really happened? It was a little, it was a little sad. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's more than Scorsese. Um, mm-hmm. The only one I haven't, wrote, the only couple movies I haven't seen that has was Hugo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've not seen Silence, which is another movie that everybody keeps saying, "Oh yeah, more Scorsese Silence." You actually seen that movie? No, no one's seen that. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's almost three, three hours. Did you, did you see the Irishman? I'm not seen that yet. That's on my. It's on my to do list. Wasn't that Scorsese? Yeah, I that's Scorsese. Yep. Yeah, but no, I have not. The silence is a movie. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, I've seen it." I'm like, "No, you haven't. Nobody's seen that movie." <laughs> I think Shutter Island is a good honorable mention, just for the fact that, like, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. But, um, I think it's one you only can watch once. Because yeah. Because of the plot twist. Exactly, because of the twist. Once that's kind of ruined for you, I don't feel like the film has the same effect on like yeah. views. You can probably watch that film for like background noise and be mm. happy with it, but that's about it. Yeah. That's like The Sixth Sense, for example. I've tried watching The Sixth yeah. Sense, and it just doesn't have that rewatchability for me. Same effect with uh, Shutter Island, even though I was able to predict it in the trailer and everything on what what happened. So yeah, I was able to predict the whole entire movie, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna skip this one." Yeah, but I um, watched it later on on DVD. Um, the next one I have was Salt of Angelina Jolie. She was badass in this movie. I was really bummed too because the way they set it up, I'm like, "Oh man, there's gonna be there's more stories they tell for this, and they haven't made a sequel." But like the the unrated version. Of the Blu-ray, it's way more like that whole ship sequence is way more intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sequence where she's just going ballistic, just dropping grenades, pulling out her gun. I'm like, yeah, that's when Angelina Jolie was on a roll with her action. <laughs> okay. The next, I had Prince of Persia. I thought that was entertaining. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, one of the movies based off the video game, which I enjoyed. Um, visually, is pretty cool. It was a Disney movie, so it was PG-13, so it didn't suck. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. the only reason I like that was just because I like the Prince of Persia franchise. Yeah. I don't know if you never played the game or were a gamer if you went into that scene watching Prince of Persia if you would like it. But yeah. I actually I mean, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. It's okay. But no, I actually went into it without playing the video games and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I knew the background and the story of Prince of Persia. So at least I had that to go on and everything. I thought it was a decent film for what it was. I just wish they would actually took its time to set up a lot more than what it did mm -hmm. to get, give you the groundwork of the background of the characters and stuff like that a little bit more. But mm -hmm. Overall, it was still an enjoyable movie. I, I, here's the thing. I'm a sucker for fantasy-based movies, and that's exactly what Prince of Persia is. And, you know, that's what I went based off of it and everything. It's just a fantasy-type movie with a video game aspect to it. Mm -hmm. So, and I ended up enjoying it that way. There's Jake Gyllenhaal being a badass with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it did look weird, but yeah. Um, number six, Sean. Uh, this is another good one. Machete. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. That was that was a fun movie. That one is this. That was just one of those like because it was like we were teased this in uh, one of like Robert uh, Robert Rodriguez's uh, um, Planet Terror. At the end yeah. of it, a lot of the trailer from that, like the grindhousey kind of trailer, and then and a lot of it seemed to be seemed to be in the movie. And like this, this movie is just hilarious. Like the. Uh, like Cheech Marin as the priest, I'm like he was hysterical. I was like, um, Father, have forgiveness. Che God does. I don't. And he shoots him in the face with a shotgun, <laughs> or or using like or cutting up the guy, using his intestines just to swing yeah, into the next and all that. Or and then how and every time he gets with a girl, they play the same music. <laughs> yeah. um, and then. Seeing uh Junie Cortez as like I'll show up in it briefly and like like he was like one of those like he's one of the guys that worked with Michelle Rodriguez. It's like hey and I think the line that just sold me was like hey I may be adopted and he's like yeah no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, it was just can't it was this campy action. I mean Steven and it had Steven Seagal as the villain. He actually did more than he is in his entire career in this movie. I mean he's like and then um. Yeah, and then yeah, this movie was just enjoyable, and then the, the, I enjoyed the sequel too. I thought the sequel was just as funny, but it's like it's a movie that's not meant to take itself seriously, and yeah. it's and it did really well at the box over the, over the top violence. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's like Robert Rodriguez and um and Machete. I mean, and Danny Trejo. I mean, it's like you know there's gonna be violence. <laughs> Definitely. And it's always that over-the-top violence when you have those two together. So, yeah. yeah. And you also have to, uh, I call it the trailer part type action film type thing. Uh, kind of like what Tarantino did with Grindhouse. That's what I'm thinking of, the Grindhouse yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm actually thinking of whenever I see that movie. It's like a ground, ground, Grindhouse kind of movie. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean, like, yeah. Filming. Yeah, the ground, ground, Grindhouse movies. I enjoyed Planet Terror because that was the Robert Rodriguez zombie one. It was awesome. Then I and then then Death Proof and I didn't like Death Proof. I thought that was like because I was like it didn't look great and my when my dad was gonna watch like oh this is gonna be good I'm like no dad this is gonna be bad. <laughs> After he watched it he told me you were right because <laughs> <laughs> I and I personally watched it not too long ago and I'm like eh, I'm not really a big fan. Of it. Even a there was 
characters from Planet Terror that were in it. So it's kind of how he was able to blend in some of the main, some of his characters from Planet Terror into that. I did. I think that was cool. Mm-hmm. The whole movie was yeah. But Machete, if you have not seen Machete and don't know what Machete is, no, it's not just a movie about a Machete. It's a guy that's named Machete who used to be a government agent. <laughs> Similar to Danny Trejo's character in Rick and Morty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaguar. Yeah, the Jaguar. Jaguar. Pit, the, pit, the, the great episode of Pickle Rick. Um, <laughs> all right. My number fifth like movie that I enjoy that's not on my like top movies, but an honorable mention, The Book of Eli. That was, yep. this, was a, this was a great movie. It's, it's just um, Denzel being a badass. And, and, well, I'm not going to spoil the twist. I, know, I think John had that at one of his top ten. Oh, he did? Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah, I had an honorable mention. I enjoyed it. I mean, yep. the action sequences just didn't sound taken out of everybody. Like, like, like nothing. But the twist, that was a, that one, like, what? Like, that was a great uh, twist. That made you appreciate him more in the movie that he's able to do all of this. Like, I mean, it's just it's just Denzel being a badass, and this is before he got up. That's before he became an equalizer. I mean, it's just I had to put put in my list. It was just a great movie. Um, yeah, I had that one on my list when we did the uh, the best movies of 2010. Yeah. Um, my number four was Get Into the Greek. This is a funny movie. This like, and this is the first movie I stayed after work to watch. I was entertained the whole time. Like the opening sequence, where you see um, P, uh, P, uh, Puff Daddy as the as the, the main guy of the yeah, recorder, and then they're talking about um, uh, and then the, Nick Kroll's character is like, like, and what was the last one? Chocolate Daddy, Chocolate Mother Beef Daddy. How many <laughs> units? that is like that. Do you know how many how many uh, how many uh, Nikes I have to buy? Air Jordans. You know Air Jordans. Ten Air Jordans. <laughs> <calls. laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm proud of every moment. Of, like proud of every every record sold for that. And it's just, it's just, it was just a funny movie. And, it, and especially the little, the little cutaway because you kind of know this is kind of a sequel in a sense. Is when they're on the airplane and you hear, uh, you hear Sarah like Sarah Marshall's voice, and then and then he or Russell Pran get closer. Like, oh yeah, I totally screwed that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she's blind medicine, and it's just like the like like I said, it's just, there's this the like honey funny cutaway to that, and then it was uh this is an entertaining movie, like him jump Russell Brand like jumping from the roof to the pool, and him like completely busting his arm, like or breaking his arm where the bone's sticking out. I'm like, now I got to do a performance, dude, man, you got to go to the hospital. No, I'll, do the, I'll do it afterwards. <laughs> and then, well, the opening sequence was hysterical. the 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 opening song of "African Child" and just how bad that one bombed. <laughs> Inside, this is this is the yeah. That, that was great. I mean, like, or we all have to do something and throw papers at people's face. <laughs> that was a funny movie. I had, and then um, number three I had "Grown Ups," uh, the Adam Sandler movie. This yep. was entertaining. I enjoyed this movie. It's just it's just one of those fun movies, like where you get to see, and then the the it's just funny in this scene how Rob Schneider is addicted to old ladies, and then his daughters are like not not ugly except for the last for the other one, um, <laughs> and then like and all of them are staring at her like, okay, um, what, are we all looking at the tree? Yeah, let's look up some some more. 
This is funny. I mean, it's just funny movies. It's like, like yeah, Adam Sandler doing him, him and his buddies, and they're all really funny. Um, I was a little disappointed in the sequel. I remember I remember watching that after work. Um, parts of it I enjoyed, um, but I think, like I said, they could have just stopped after this one. Yeah, that was um, Grown Ups to me. For me, it was one of those movies to where, like, the first time I watched it, I thought it was okay. Yeah. And then the more I watched it, the more I liked it. I picked up on little little gags they had going on. And now, yeah. like, if it's on, I'll definitely just keep it on as background noise. Cause yeah, I mean, Arrow Roulette. I mean, that sequence is funny. And, and of course, Steve Buscemi is the giant, uh, like, by my feet. Why? Yeah. My kids. Right. right. Wiley. I, and then and he's like, I'm an animal. I was like, I can't get off. And then he's like, hey, hey, why? Where's MCA? <laughs> But yeah, um, I think Grown Ups was really good though too. I remember yeah. going to see it with one of my friends and also a girl I was dating at the time, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It was relatable yeah. because you always have those friends that you always go back and try and make make memories with, and also to remembering the coach. That's why they were even there in the be beginning yeah. was because to remember the coach that passed away. Yeah. And I thought that was actually a really touching moment. Versus the second one, the second one is like, let's just be together just for the sake of being together and hang out. I mean, there were moments in the second one I enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed the sequence mm -hmm. where uh, where, uh, where Nick Swartzen was the, the bus driver and they're doing stuff to him. I'm like, and then, like, or whatever. And then then he, then he him going into the department store, pressing the inflatable. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes flying and, like, who did that? And then he <laughs> go to sleep in the, uh, in the store. And it's, like, time to get up. Like, oh. Why, Dad? And he's like, "Is this some old guy's worker?" And he goes in the bathroom in the toilet on the toilet. I mean, like that sequence. The display, funny. yeah. The display, <laughs> and then um, and then it's just, it's this funny scene. Taylor Lautner like being the douche that he was in that movie. And it's, just, it's just like, I mean, there's parts of it I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed the big fight sequence where everybody's beating up the, the frack hits. Like I mean, I, I I thought that was funny when everybody's involved. Or the sequence where they're all watching uh watching the the uh, the the uh, baller like the ballerina instructor while while they're doing like uh, um Adam Sandler's uh, daughter's play and all the guys are in the back watching their dancing <laughs> in the back because they're all they all wanted to see the girl. <laughs> Again, there's parts of it I enjoy, but it's just the and then, oh of course the uh and then the uh the car wash sequence was hysterical of like Andy Samberg and his buddies and yeah. a lot of them like yeah. That, that that sequence was funny. It's like uh, Kevin Smith is um, he's being uh, punished by uh, by his wife, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this." And so they're there with the guys, and then you see uh, um, Steve Buscemi and one of the uh, Chris Rock's kid doing the driving test. They're there on the girl's side enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the first one's funny. Second one has its moments, but is it if it's on? I don't watch it really, or, uh, unless it's the ending or the big fight sequence or the sequence where uh, they're playing shots and uh, um, Salma Hike nails, um, hits the coin into that. And like, easy as making a three throw and taking a shot at the back. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that was my number three honorable mention. My number two had Predators, um, the one with uh, Adrian Brody and Fishburne. Uh, the the true they called it the original true sequel to Predator. This was entertaining. I mean, it was it had some lot of great action sequences in it. Um, my dad didn't want to see it because Topher Grace was in it. 
and Topher Grace and like did, did Topher Grace live and we're like no okay I'm gonna watch this movie <laughs> dad's like oh, I should have probably seen it <laughs> no it's like it's just funny because he's like oh I'm, I'm a serial killer and he's in his reign like this is all poisonous and then he makes him and then Adrian Brody makes him bait I mean it's just I mean it was entertaining I went to see this with a couple of my brother's friends and stuff. We went to the theater to see this. And then um, we enjoyed the Yakuza sequence where the Yakuza guy was taking on the Predator. And then when he cut up the Predator in half, we are like, and my, and my brother's friend was like, yeah. And then he died. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, and then my last one for favorites um, is Unstoppable. Another Denzel movie. That's the one of him and Chris Pine. Chris then Pine. Stopping the Trains. That was entertaining. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good one for it being yeah. based off of a true story. To be honest with you, yeah, and I thought it was a pretty good film. If you not only that, but I also feel like it holds up if you just want to watch something and nothing else is on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's intense. Like the music in the background when Denzel's like, you know, I'm going out through myself. I'm like, yep, that's Denzel we want. <laughs> um, one of my other movie I didn't I remember came out in that I didn't have it on my list was Kick Ass. I enjoyed that, but it wasn't on my list. Okay. Kick Ass yeah, Two Kick-Ass was good. Kick Ass Two wasn't as great. I mean, sure it had moments. A Mother Russia is just just a badass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like like it's like how, how much did they pay her? And then they she puts the the lawnmower. Why is there a lawnmower on the car? Oh, she's worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> And um, then I like how he talked to John Lugazamo. He goes, you're like the Alfred to my Batman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we can get into our least fi- uh, dishonorable mentions that you're talking about, Sean. And I'll let you okay. guys talk first. I talked a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I only have two, but I, if, here's the thing. If I would actually... I would actually debunk one of mine to put this on the list. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 remake, was horrible. The dialogue was horrible. I liked the actor that played Rorschach. I was psyched up to actually see him in it and stuff like that. It was such a letdown. And also, too, the makeup effect didn't even look like a burnt victim. Mm-hmm. It felt more like it was stretched. It made it look like it was not even... It was like it looked kind of rubbery to be honest with you instead of making it look like a burnt victim and things like that. So I didn't really care for the nightmare on Elm street remake or anything like that, that there was no rede- redeemable qualities about it or anything like that either. The acting, the actors, everything about it was just really bad. So this was, dishonorable, was this a, one of your worst movies or dishonorable mentions? It still falls into that category. No matter <laughs> which way I put it, it's okay. still bad. Uh, this is actually part of my dishonorable mentions. Though. Okay, okay. Because um, like, you must have some worse than that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the Bounty Hunter is also another one with Jennifer Aniston. That's also it. on my list for dishonorable mentions. Yeah, I went into this. Here's the thing. I went into this movie thinking I was going to laugh. Not one single time did I laugh <laughs> in this movie. I sat there like this. Okay, at what point do I laugh? And I remember everybody, I'm looking around, maybe there might be a little laughter here and there, but there was no laughter going on inside that auditorium at all. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to suffer through this even more because I'm on a date. (laughs) And I really want to get out of this movie as fast as I can. 
but it wasn't that great. What about you? Yeah, it was like I don't remember. Honestly, I had it on there. I don't. I like. Oh yeah, I watched it. I don't remember it. I mean, I had to watch. Maybe watched it because of Gerard Butler, because yeah. fan of his. I remember. I remember the whole entire thing where he's the um, the bounty hunter arresting his ex-wife and everything where she owes money. And then, of course, I remember the other thing where the only hotel room that they can get is like a honeymoon suite, which is kind of reminds me of Adam Sandler's Bulletproof movie with him and Damon Wayans. It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my stars list. I have to watch it at some point. It's, I, 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 I intend to watch it. It's good. It's good for an underrated Adam Sandler, Damon Wayans movie. But The Bounty Hunter, nah. I just sat there being bored out of my mind, wishing I was doing something. I felt like Deadpool at that moment. Did I leave my stove on? What am I What am I going to cook whenever I get home? Do I want hamburgers? <laughs> so that's actually how I felt watching The Bounty Hunter. But do you have anything on your list, though, Sean, for dishonorable mentions? Um... So I guess I got confused. I have three honorable mentions. I didn't do any dishonorable. So I just had the okay. honorable and then the worst. Okay. Um, but I can do my three honorable if you want real quick. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. Um, I have a due date with yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s um, wife is getting ready to give birth. So he's trying to get across the U.S., to uh, be there for it, and he ends up catching a ride with uh, Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> or they travel together to go over there. Right, and yeah, it's just yeah. really funny. It's Robert Downey Jr. being goofy, which is always good. Like his comedic timing and dialogue is like perfect. Um, so yeah, it's really funny. Um, it's an R comedy, so yeah. Um, I have Super. With, um, um, yeah. Rain Wilson and Rain Wilson yeah. and Elliot Page. Um, Kevin Bacon's in it. He's in everything, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's really good. If you like superhero movies, it's very yeah. gritty. And I guess he doesn't really have superpowers. It's more like a Batman type thing to where um, he's just tired of people being assholes. So he dress ups in a cost. He dresses up in a costume and then just beats him up. Um, it's pretty good. I don't I don't know if it was super popular, so I don't know if many people have heard of it, um, but it's a it's a really good if you like crime and superhero-esque type movies, I would say check it out. And then this one is just because I love like crime movies. Um, London Boulevard. It's with Colin Farrell and uh, Kira Knightley. Um, Colin Farrell's character is an ex-gangster. He moves away to kind of get away from the, the jobs or the life of being a thug, but he kind of falls back into it. Um, it's really good if you like the Norish type movies. Um, it has a really cool ending. I'm not going to say it's the happiest of endings, but it's really, it's really good. Um, so if you've never heard of those three movies, check them out. Okay. Did James Gunn direct Super, or is that somebody else? Uh, it definitely had a James Gunn feel to it. That I do not know. Okay. All but, right. Yeah. So now we're going to... Do you have any dishonorable mentions, Charlie? Or I do. I have... Again, I have more. I've um number like number eight. I had Repo Men. The only reason I didn't like this movie, the ending pissed me off. It was like the ending of this one was really like the the like I said the action. It was great in this movie when the whole hallway sequence with Jude Law, like Jude Law taking on this army of guys and just pulls out his two knives and he's going to like hallway fight scene. It was awesome. 
And like I said, and like you're thinking, oh yeah, this is gonna be a happy ending. Nope. Let's <laughs> let's rewind it back. I'm like, oh dang, you ruined it. Like like I said, it was, you know, the ending was what ruined this. Made this as this honorable mention for me because if they didn't have the ending as they did, I would have liked this movie. I mean, the action was great in this, but that the hallway fight scene. For me, it was definitely the highlight of this movie. It's just Jude Law taking on it. And then the music in the background, too, is a great musical score or song that they played while he was taking on the, the entire hallway of guys with like various like weapons and stuff. So that was a great, that was that the ending was what really eh, irked me on this one. Um, number seven, I had The Warrior's Way. I remember watching it, I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> um, martial arts movie right it was it was really weird um i think kate bosworth was in it i think i've seen it but i don't remember anything about it yeah um the other movie another movie i had was take uh, number six was takers i think this one had um paul walker paul walker Idris elba essentially it was like a game like like a bank heist like movie um and then I think I had a really cool chase sequence with uh, I think Matt Dillon was chasing down one of the uh, one of the bank robbers. Um, I think Zoe Saldana was in this movie. I mean, I watched it because I liked Paul Walker. Um, didn't really care for. I mean, I watched it and it was like, oh, okay. Um, like I just remember who was in it, and I remember they were bank robbers. That was about it. Um, five Little Falkers. I think the first yeah. two were fine. This one was not needed. Um, number four, I had Legion. Um, that's the Paul Bettany, uh, um, vision. He was like, he's like a, a he's an angel that gets sent down to earth. So essentially yeah, it's Michael. like, yeah, Michael. And then, um, this movie is weird. <laughs> like I said, the, 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 I, I didn't expect too many horror elements to this. Um, and like everything was just like that. Some of the human characters were annoying um, I did like the sequence when one of the girls was out in the car. She fell for the trap, and Paul Bettany he's like, "No, get back! I'm going out there." He comes out with dual machine guns. He's like, he's he's kicking some serious ass, taking out all these guys to rescue the person that's out there. I, I mean, some of the uh, he he was awesome in it, but the rest of the movie wasn't really great. <laughs> but Vision, like but Vision, Vision was great though. Right. I like Paul Bettany in the movie, but some of it just fell apart for me. But you like the little old lady and with the walker and then all of a sudden she's like demon possessed and starts crawling all over the wall. Your your baby's gonna burn. And I was like, What? (laughs) What? That's not nice. And then she bites somebody. Um it's like it 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 gets really weird, like it's like too weird. Um but Paul Bettany was the highlight of this movie. The rest of it was fell flat. That's why it's a dishonorable mention. Okay. Um, my next one I had was Edge of Darkness. Um, this one had good no. potential with Mel Gibson. I mean, like the opening sequence with with the daughter, and then it's how like this just randomly like whoa, like that one made me jump. And then the sequence where he's interviewing the girl on the highway, and then. The car, like then, because like, I remember Sean, you told me like you, you're what, like you're about to fall, like you're like not paying attention, and then when you see the girl hit by the car, you're like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. That maybe that sequence maybe jump, but the ending was just, yeah, was that was a downer. 
Um, number two, I had the bounty hunter. Um, so no need that. And sorry, Sean, my number one dishonorable mention. I, I was like, uh, it was Scott Pilgrim. I just I was why? Why? I knew this was coming. I don't know. I just I was expecting, like I said, you're like, like I was. Ex I never read the comics to this. I think mean, we were just like we were talking about seeing it because we were about to do a double feature, and then and then we got at Apex. I watched it. I mean, there's aspects I liked. I liked Chris Evans. I thought he was great in it. To be honest, I didn't really, I didn't really care for Michael Sarah. He was just kind of. My, my I don't dad, like Michael Sarah, but he's good in that. Right. I didn't like him in this too, not To be honest, I think he thought he was just kind of annoying, just kind of his typical self until the end. But then again, it's like there's characters I liked. I thought the vegan police was hysterical. It should have been Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Um, I thought it was. It should have been that. Um, um, it's like I said, like the they're, Punisher they're, though as vegan police was pretty good. Yeah. As Tom Jane and uh, the other guy, I think it was Clifton Collins Jr. He was one of the other. He was the third. Uh, um, he was in the uh, the Boondock too. He became, he was the Mexican that joined them. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, there's aspects I liked, but I think his overhaul is this. Like I was. Just, you like, like video I was, games? I like video games. I never. <laughs> you like this movie? Do you like comic books? <laughs> <laughs> it has the P bar, it has like the cool little fight scenes. I mean, some of the sequences were cool. I mean, I like the band, but I mean, like, battle, I, mean, I mean, this for me, it just like just <laughs> was it just I, I was I was like I guess I was expecting more to be honest. I didn't know what to expect, and I was just a little little disappointed. Like I said, it's not you would be way more pissed off. If I had this as my worst movies. It's not true. <laughs> that's, that's why I said I like aspects of it. I thought Chris Evans as the skateboard dude was hilarious. I mean, there's parts of it I like, but I guess this, as a whole, I just didn't. It was all right. I mean, like, it was just like this. Eh. I think I think when we get vaccinated, you need to come over here and we'll watch it together. And I'll point to all the <laughs> parts of the movie that make it a great movie. And okay. then, like, <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for that, though. To be honest with you, I think that if you go on ahead and try rewatching it again, knowing what to expect, I think you might it might actually enhance the experience now because before you went in with zero expectations, not sure of what to expect from it. But I'm thinking maybe if you now that you know what it is and stuff like that, I think you might actually enjoy it more. But we'll this is me. Like I said, I know I know how to set up the uh, this the share screen. So maybe if you're <laughs> able to get it on the laptop, we can like. A live, a live video of it, like a yeah. live, live watch of it. So, but anyway, yeah, that might maybe I'll on Blu-ray, maybe DVD. But uh, yeah, so I'll maybe go back to it. But then again, like I said, you'd be way more pissed off. It was true. <laughs> all right, and that—that's all I had for my least, uh, my dishonorable mentions. Okay. Now we're on to the worst. Right. This will be fun. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go first with things. Um, for my number 10, I actually have Jonah Hicks as my least favorite. That's my number one. <laughs> I hate that movie. Me too. Like, I tried watching it again recently. I'm like, okay, it's 2020 at the time when I tried to rewatch it and everything. I'm like, it's 2020. This It's got to be something in it that I might actually enjoy. Nope. The crunchy uh, dialogue was really bad. Megan Fox being miscast was really bad. Jo the, uh, now, I do like the fact Carl Urban did play Jonah Hicks. I thought he was the standout in it. I thought that's the part that they got right. I thought it was Josh so I, Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. My bad. Yeah. 
I got that mixed <laughs> up because of the Ponzi voice that he actually um, had for Jonah, Jonah Hicks. That's why I got mixed up with Carl Urban. But Thanos. he was getting a Thanos look already. <laughs> right. But I thought Josh Brolin did a really good job of what he had in front of him for the script. But it was just the on on paper, it looks good as far as the dialogue goes. But it goes to show you what goes from script out into it's being projected, it's not good. It's cringeworthy. It's really bad. Like I said, Megan Fox is miscast. Uh, this movie is oversaturated with CGI when there shouldn't be that much CGI in it. Too much CGI actually takes me out of the movie. It doesn't add anything to the movie unless you're trying to add to the plot. This does not add anything to the plot. It's like, okay, you know what? We know this movie's bad, so let's just add more CGI in it to make it look beautiful. But really, underneath the surface and everything, it's not good at all. So that's what I got out of that. What about you, Sean? I know that you didn't really care for this. Yeah, I guess that was my number one. I thought it was a terrible movie. I remember being really excited to see it. This is like the height of me being into like comic books. So the mm -hmm. fact that there's a Jonah Hex movie coming out, I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I, I remember renting it, and the only thing redeeming about the movie was there's a scene, I think it's in the beginning, where he rolls up, mm -hmm. and he like, pulls off this tarp off his horse and his horse has like two Gatlin guns on it. Oh yeah. And it, yeah. it's shooting. And then it goes a close up on the horse's mouth. So as it's like mouth comes back and you see all its teeth, like it's neighing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law was like, hey, fuck yeah. Just like imitating <laughs> what the horse is saying. Died laughing at that. That was the only thing good about that movie was her I making fun of it in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to admit, the first five minutes is good because it actually feels like it's setting up for something. Mm -hmm. And then we just got a pile piece of cow dung at the end yeah. of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, just, I really didn't like that movie. I'm, I remember being really excited to see it. So, All right. I've so, seen it. Um, yeah, I can see it was not great. I mean, Mickey Fox was totally miscast. It's like, why are you looking at that movie, to be honest? <laughs> I thought mean, she played a pretty good escort for that yeah. time period. But again, I got—I only watched it because it's like this. I just went to like I just watched it for the sake of watching it, and I just to see. Oh yeah, because I've been doing tallies of like body count movies. It's like a, a high body count. It's like oh, I just want to watch it just to see. I can say it. But, I mean, had over hundred plus deaths in it. So I'm like, okay, but this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. Um, yeah, it's your turn, Charlie. Okay. Um, my number ten. Um, I had night and day. Um, with the Tom Cruise and Tom Cameron Diaz movie. Um, I was ex like I said, I was excited to see this because it looked like it had some cool action in it. And I watched it, and I just got disappointed <laughs> because I guess I was expecting something from Tom it. Cruise, though. I mean, it had Tom Cruise, but I guess I mean. <laughs> hey, June. He falls on the the car. Yeah, just the, That's the my favorite that, line. I mean, there's parts of it I like I liked, but I think this overall I was just disappointing. Like the sequence where the guy was throwing the knife and almost hit him in the crotch, and he's like, dude, not cool. Like, I mean, <laughs> parts of it were good, like some of the action sequences were cool. But just overall, I was just disappointed with it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. That's why my number 10. It just it just I, I was expecting something, and I guess I just didn't didn't get it. And it's not something I'm gonna I would I'd go back and watch. Yeah, I thought about putting that on my list. But then I remember, I don't think I hated it that much. Like, I remember watching it. I wasn't really impressed, but... Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean there's, way, there's 
there's worse movies on my list that are worse than this. That's why this is number 10, the lowest below on my list. But it's just, I was, I was expecting something. I just didn't get it coming from this. And it's just, yeah. Well, yeah, I can vouch for Night and Day as well. I mean, I don't even remember half the things that happened in the movie, but I remember wanting to laugh and it never came. So, yeah. matter of fact, I think I rented this on DVD, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna watch something else because it just, <laughs> I was, if I'm 20 minutes into the movie, chances is I'm not gonna be laughing anymore any more than what I would be if I watched the whole thing. So that's just my thought process on it. So I've only watched like 20 minutes of it, and I was like, okay, I'm out <laughs> because it didn't make it didn't hold my attention, and it also didn't make me laugh. Because that's what a comedy is supposed to do, and this one it didn't. It just felt it just felt forced to me with adding Cameron Diaz in it, and also to ha having Tom Cruise as the lead, which I was sold on Tom Cruise, but Carmen Diaz she's a mixed bag for me when it comes down to certain movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like she's either really funny or just like she's just there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it goes back to Sean. Um. So I'll put like a little mark with this one. So this will be my number 10 and kind of like what Charlie, you said with repo men, repo um, men. and this, you guys probably argue with this, but I put kick ass as my number 10, just uh, for okay. the fact that I hated the ending to this movie when he comes in with the jet pack. I yeah. thought it was like kind of dumb. Plus I, the comic books just way better. Like during the, like I said, during this year, I was really into comics and I was like, Definitely one of those guys to where, like, the comic book is always better than the movie. You should, I don't know why you would waste your time with this. Yeah. But, like, and I do believe that Kick-Ass is like that. I think you should read the comic rather than see mm -hmm. the movie. But um, I remember enjoying the movie up to the end. So that's why I kind of yeah. put it on my 10 just, yeah. just I guess, to be okay. a little dick. But I mean, I know the ending of the comic. And I think, like I said, in the comic, <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a wuss in the comic. Yeah. And, then, and then the movie made him a badass, which I thought was cool. And then I just thought it was funny that the girl that he got with in the movie, she dumped his ass, she she kicked his ass and slept with a, of like with like the black boyfriend or whatever. Like that is like she like that happened like instantly like middle of the, the book like the comic. I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. So there's like I said, I, um, and then Nick Cage was just great in this movie. And yeah. we need more, we need we need more Nick Cage. Nick Cage. I'm like, I, yeah. I felt like that's what the second one was missing. The big daddy. For yeah. the second one to be to be a success, but that's yeah. what I was initially sold on was Nick Cage being Big Daddy, and also yeah. too, I also liked the fact that it gave us the emotional attachment to that character to where we cared about him. Yeah, and you can actually feel something relatable to Big Daddy, and then also too, you know, yeah, the jetpack did kind of feel cartoonish, but underneath the surface of it all, I thought that in itself it was really good because it's actually relatable because everybody wants to be a superhero at some time or another it's just yeah <laughs> don't forget us being us as kids you know we think that being a superhero is actually a good cool job to actually do because you get to fight people kick people in the face and things like that but you don't think about the emotional damage that it does on people whenever something might happen to you and things like that and i thought that's something else that that they layered pretty well with it was the uh, cause and effect of being a superhero. Hit so, girl was a badass in this movie. Yeah, though. Hit I mean, girl was. She yeah, was, was Chloe Grace Moretz. 
and her, she had a mouth like a sailor in this, but it was funny. It's, and it's kind of funny what the the the, uh, the the hotel concierge guy before she made it was another one of those guys that used to work with Guy Ritchie and J and Jason Statham. I mean, it's like it's kind of funny seeing that. Um, and then the sequence of her taking out everybody in the hallway was just awesome. Like yeah. I said, she was great in this movie. And then the sequel, I mean, the aspect I really liked was, of course, her taking on Mother Russia. And it, or and her getting rid of the like, taking on the popular girls with the uh, the sick stick and making them all puke and stuff that was funny. But the ending when you see uh, when you see Quicksilver doing one arm pull ups and looking buff and I'm like, damn, yeah, that was pretty cool. But like I said, and then it's just um, I was disappointed with the sequel, but there's aspects of it I liked. Um, but yeah, I liked kick, the first Kick Ass. Like I said, the uh, the guy in the human uh, the human oven. About like, and he's like, "Hey, we need to get answers from you." Wait, what do you mean we can't hear them? It's a human microwave, and now he really explodes. <laughs> I mean, it was a great movie. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. Like, because I I would have hated the ending in the book, but so yeah, I like stuff like that. I like more yeah. depressing ends. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for my number nine, I have a movie called "She's Out of My League." It's a oh, comedy. Yeah. It's got Jay Prochef in it. It's just about an average guy who's stuck in a dead-end job, can't believe his luck when a gorgeous, successful woman, Molly, which is played by Alice E, falls in love with him. But me, this movie didn't really do much for me. Like I said, comedies for me, I, here's the thing. Comedies is the most subjective genre that you can actually think of because everybody's humor is different from yeah. everybody else's, so it's not going to... Uh, flow right. If this, if certain movies don't flow right with the humor, it's not going to land well for them. I even said that in the uh, the King of Newark, New uh, Newark, oh, the, King of oh, Staten Island. Yeah, King of Staten Island. I said the same thing too. Yo, movie lovers, hey Tim, how you doing, man? Uh, but yeah, I said the same thing in the King of Staten Island. You know, if you don't like dark humor, chances is this movie might not be for you. And this is also the same thing with this. Except for one thing, it's a rom-com, it's a comedy. The humor in it didn't really, it felt forced. The whole thing just feels like it was out of place. It could actually have been better, but for me, it just wasn't good at all. Because, like I said, in 2010, I was expecting to laugh a lot because there was a lot of comedies when you actually look at the meat and grind of 2010. And I didn't laugh one single time when I when I looked at She's Out of My League. And I was expecting it to be relatable. I was expecting it to actually hit me in places that I didn't think that would actually hit me whenever it comes down to laughter. But yeah, I just didn't really care for this one. Yeah, I remember. I I almost put that on my list too. I remember not really liking it. Um, um not on my list, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was funny. Um, I like. I like the T.K. Miller character, hilarious Stainer. I mean, I thought he was, he was just funny. Like he's just the comic relief for like the whole, the whole his whole uh, Jay Baruchel's crew was hysterical in this. And then of course seeing uh seeing Marnie getting after getting dumped by uh, Michael Sarah decided to go to Jay Baruchel. <laughs> um, like like I said, it's just funny going seeing her go from super bad to this. Um, I thought that was yeah, and then like the, like and then, well, this, the, the whole sequence of of his brothers and they're like they're asking about like. Um, asking about the girlfriend, like, why are you dating him? Um, because I want to. They get there, and everybody's just questioning Jay Baruchel the whole time. And then, um, um, 
Jessica Jones being her typical self in this as as Pat, as her best friend, and this being like like yeah, I, or like I, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was funny. Um, okay. It's not on any of my list though, but I remember watching it. I enjoyed it. Like this, and then um, the and then the whole sequence and the airplane at the end was like when he's like when he's like we're moving back up, and he him him like beep you, like you're flipping off the entire like, beep you mom, beep you dad. He's like flipping off everybody, and like and then and then he's like. Um, yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get, you need to sit down, um, because the plane's moving backwards, so, so there's, he's sitting there, and everybody's staring at him with the, flipping him off. Again, I thought this was funny, but this is, this is me. <laughs> so, 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 there you go, Tim, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Sean, what do you have for, uh, for your next one? So, if Tim's in the chat, I'm putting this one now. Um, <laughs> I, th- I put Alice in Wonderland. The one with Johnny Depp by Tim Burton. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like it's like a Tim Burton garbage movie. It's just weird for the sake of being weird. And I remember watching it and just being like, I think I almost walked out if I didn't. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I mean I guess the aesthetics were cool, but it's just like any other Tim Burton movie. Um, I felt so. like if you were high on LSD, you would love it. Or if you're high on acid, you would love it. But this is trippy, man. (laughs) Whoa, man. Look at all this, man. (laughs) It looks really nice. (laughs) But yeah, it's awful now. Yeah. Yeah. Tim agrees. Man, didn't expect that. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I remember uh, not liking Alice in Wonderland. As a matter of fact, I forgot this even came out in 2010. It's kind of like, um, was it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory too? Yeah. It's he, just like, it's like that yeah. same look. And it, I don't know, just, yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with you with Batman. But. He made a good Sleepy Hollow. He, he did good with Sleepy Hollow. When it comes down to practical effects for Tim Burton, I love. When it comes down to oversaturated and, under, and overuse of CGI, I don't like. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, my number nine, I hit the next three days. The movie Russell Crowe and Elizabeth Banks. Um, this movie, like, if like the plot is um, um, basically Russell Crowe, I think his wife, uh, played by Elizabeth Banks, she gets uh, accused of killing her boss. Um, and then, so she gets accused. So she's in jail. So Russell Crowe has to essentially break her out of jail, but he doesn't know how. Um, so I think, and this has a very small, like five minute, maybe like very two to five minute appearance by Liam Neeson, him telling her how to break her out of jail. So it's, it just wasn't great. Um, like I said, I mean, and then it, it, the, 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 the one that really pissed me off is how stupid the FBI agents were in this movie. I'm like, she clearly didn't do it. Just follow the damn evidence. And then as soon as when they had the evidence that will clear her name, what it drops oh man i can't get it it's in the sewer it's gone now i'm like really you guys are really stupid it's <laughs> cleared her she didn't even bo- she didn't even kill the boss what the hell like it's like i mean it's called evidence follow it not follow her because she clearly didn't do it and it was, it was just i mean they, they try to add tension to this movie but it's just it was just bad i agree Jeez, i want my next three hours back <laughs> To be honest with you, at first I liked it, but then here's the thing: the golf ball. Remember the tennis ball scene where no, it's been a long time. Yeah, there was a YouTube tutorial on how to break somebody out using a tennis ball. 
or something to that effect. I'm like, really? This is so stupid. I was like, you had me up until then. And then also, too, you guys decide to escape to Canada at the very end of it. That's all I remember is them uh, the tennis ball thing. And then after the tennis ball scene, it was them escaping to Canada. And, that and, was the, it. And, the, and the son now you looking at the mom. Like the mom's worried that the son is not even going to recognize her anymore. It's like, it just allowed me, if they'd reverse it and had Russell Crowe as the five minute part and Lee Meeson as the guy breaking it, yeah, that probably would have been way more entertaining because believable. I think we, believable because Lee Meeson would do it because he's you know his daughter. I mean, shared he, universe. If it's uh, <laughs> Lee Meeson and Taken. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, like I said, if Lee Meeson had been in the starting role for the next three days, yeah, maybe probably would have been a lot more entertaining than it was. But I mean, right. Russell Crowe, he, he can only, like I said, there's only there's some movies I like him in, others I dislike. I mean, I just watched him in that Unhinged movie. That was weird. That trailer looked weird. It, it, like, it's, it's, it's a movie that's promoting road rage, but yeah. but road rage mixed with LSD. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't like you. I'm going to find, I'm going to hurt everybody you love. I'm going to steal your phone and follow it. I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? And then the opening sequence was all about road rage. And I'm like, if you, no sense. If you think about it, though, it reminded me of falling down watching the trailer. Yeah. Another thing, whereas this is like this guy who's just having one bad day before he breaks. And yeah. And that's what I got out of the trailer. But if there's nothing there, no cohesive context of why this guy's having a shitty day or anything like that, it's just a guy who, who needs anger management. Well, he's, he's, got, he's taking pills, like the opening yeah. sequence kills two people, blows them up, and just drives away. And, and it's like, and he's like, and he's like instant god mode. He's like a character in a game. It's like, you can get shot, and he's still driving a car like that. He's like, he's like, in, he's fat too. He's like, he's like Steven Seagal fat. fat. He's, yeah, he's Steven Seagal fat, but he's able to, he's, he does more than Steven Seagal does in a single movie. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the next three days is well, I didn't like it. Like I said, if Liam Neeson had been in it as the starting role, yeah, probably would have been a lot more enjoyable and believable. Okay. For me, I have for my number eight Eclipse from Twilight. Oh, that's my number two. Yeah, I got I got that as my number eight. I just don't. Here's the thing: I thought Breaking Dawn one and two were the best ones out of the franchise. If I had to choose anything out of the Twilight films would be those two. Eclipse was horrible. Cringy dialogue. Didn't like it. Didn't like the other two films. But I remember I, I actually did this for a podcast episode of Movies That Make Me Cringe. So, we, Tamika and I binge-watched the whole entire trilogy and did like a two-hour-long podcast just on the uh, Twilight saga. But, yeah, Eclipse... I don't need to go back and revisit it again. That's that one time was enough for me to revisit to visit it and everything. But that's my number eight. <laughs> so that was my number two. Uh, uh, <laughs> worst because this movie was garbage. It's like, like, like this is the one I remember. My at the time, my sister was into the Twilight series, and then my dad was like, Maggie, like my sister's like, did you see this trailer for the new the new uh, Twilight Eclipse? The the vampires and the werewolves are teaming up, and they're fighting. They're fighting the bad vampires. The action didn't happen to the last five minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Build up. I, yeah, it's like, come on, 
But seriously, you're hyping the trailer. Climax, huh? <laughs> the trailer hyped this up like it's going to be like nothing and a whole big action movie. There wasn't anything in it. Jeez, I'm this, pretty sure the Fifty Shade movies give you more action than this whole movie combined. <laughs> probably so. This movie's garbage. Like I said, I was the, I I, don't, I wasn't going to sit for two hours until for nothing to happen, and then just for uh, and then and then like I said, I didn't even bother. I'm not even. I didn't even bother watching the last two Twilight movies because why? I don't want to torture myself. But no, it's like um, Eclipse was terrible. This was garbage. Yeah. The, the, the other ones were worse. I mean, the, the, this was the, the, this is like, unfortunately, my, it's not my number one, which I'll get to when I get to that. <laughs> but some worse than this, yeah. Right. Okay, so what about you, Sean? Do you have anything to add to that one, or is there um, something else? No, I never saw it. Um, I, I think I only saw the first Twilight, and then it just I, wasn't for me. And then all the... Uh, the moms in the theater. I mean, I would talk to them about it, but I never saw any of them. It's like, what's up? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> They're buying all these cups with Edward and Jacob on it. Yeah, like I remember those collectible cups we had and stuff. I mean, my first Twilight experience working was New Moon. Man, mm-hmm. that was a pain to clean. <laughs> Pretty sure I was there for all of them, but I don't remember. But you know, I remember people at my workplace like, "Who te- whose team are you on? I'm on who team? I don't give a shit." Team Jacob. And <laughs> for the Hunger Games series, I was Team Katniss the whole time. I was, I was, I, that one had a triangle. I'm like, I'm Team Katniss. I mean, all right. So we're gonna go on ahead and let you do your next one, Sean. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll go. I'll put get him to the Greek, and this is kind of like one of those movies too that like. I have a lot of my friends. We have pretty good jokes from it, like the inside of you and stuff like that. Yeah. But like overall, I just didn't really like the movie. Um, Russell Brand's comedy doesn't really hit home with me. I don't know why. Like I like his stand up, but that's about it. Like him mm. in movies. You like, see, yeah. I like him better. I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall. I yeah. like him better yeah, than I that. Agree. I liked forgetting Sarah Marshall a lot. Right. I thought that was a really good movie. But I did not like get him to the Greek. Yeah. I feel like. With Russell Brand, he's hit and miss for me. His humor's maybe a little too dry for me when it comes down to certain bodies of work that he does. For forgetting Sarah Marshall, it hit home with me. I thought it was good. But when you look at Arthur, when you look at Get Him to the Greek, it just didn't hit home for me as far as laughing. Yeah, the yeah. P. Diddy stuff was funny. I thought it would actually yeah. he was believable enough to be a record um oh, yeah. you know, Making a record <laughs> Right. I thought that was really good. Uh, and stuff like that, but it wasn't enough for me to say, you know what, this this is a good comedy. It had yeah. its moments, but yeah. not enough yeah. for me to say it it's needs like, to be on my list of good movies. It's like what you said, like how I feel bad for putting some of these comedies on there, but it's like the most yeah. subjective yeah. thing to where like if it doesn't hit with you, then you're not going to like it. Right. I mean, so. I, I just had an honorable mention because there was parts of it I enjoyed that made me enjoy it. Like I said, I think if there would have been more characters from Forgetting Sarah Marshall that appeared in this movie, yeah, I could, I, that would have probably made it a cool sequel. Like Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis, they returned in the, for, briefly to appear in this. Um, or, well, then again, it's kind of funny, Jonah Hill, oh, yeah. him being a fan of him, was kind of funny. He's like, and then like this, how he, he was such a huge fan of Russell Brand. But I, I thought Out of Snow was hilarious in um, this, the first movie. And this one, he was funny. Jonah Hill is kind of funny. Um, 
Elizabeth Moss character kind of was like kind of annoying the whole time in it. Um, that his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, then it's just like, and then there's parts of it I enjoyed. I mean, it's an honorable mention. I mean, it's not going to my top, but I, I did like Scary Marshall better than this one. Okay. So what about you, Charlie? What's your number um, eight? My number eight was, it's kind of a funny story. I just didn't like this movie. Um, it's just, yeah. Um, it's just like, I guess, I again, the thing when I saw the trailer, is about this, oh, okay, it's going to be kind of a, I mean, Zach Galifianakis is in this, it might be funny. Um, it was more of a dramedy, and it was just like a yeah, depressing, it's a depressing comedy. It's great. Right, it's a dark comedy. <laughs> no, it's, I, I just, it just this, this one wasn't, just, wasn't for me. It's just, I remember not, like, like just thinking, like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. I didn't like it. I don't remember much from it. I watched it years ago, but... Mm. I don't think it's going to change my mind. <laughs> I, <watch laughs> I, mean, really like that I thought it was funny. I thought it was touching. Yeah. It hit all the, all the check marks for me. Yeah. I mean, he's just, Zach Galifianakis is very hit or miss for me. Like I said, I mean, it's just, I mean, the Hay when I watched the Haynover one for the first time, it was funny. Then I watch, then, then, then the more you watch it, it just loses the effect for you. Same with, and then the other Haynovers weren't super great. To begin I feel like with. they tried too hard for the the sequels. The sequel, mm -hmm. they just did the re they just did the, like, oh, what worked for the first one? All right, yeah. let's just let's, let's let's do the same story over again. And I'm like, that's why I like the third one over the second one because it's so different. Yeah, the third one had funny moments. Like the Melissa McCarthy character is kind of funny in that, and it's like there's parts of it, but I don't remember watching the third one as much. Um, like I said, I mean, I think like the first one had its moments. Second one kind of did. I don't remember it. It's just the same story. It's just in Bangkok. But then again, Zach Galifianakis is very hit or miss, more on the misses than the hits. All right. So let's see here. My next one is going to be number seven. And that's Percy Jackson and the Olymp and the Olympians. So the Lightning Thief. Yeah, the Lightning Thief. Yeah. Lightning I was going based off of uh, the English edition. Whatever, okay. the English title of it. I like Greek mythology. I like um stuff because here's the thing. I'm a huge sucker for Greek mythologies. I also like astronomy. I like stuff like that. Uh, with Percy Jackson, when I first heard about it, I got psyched out because number one, Greek mythology. Number two, you have a kid that's connected into the Greek mythology realm that's more of a present day thing, and then it just it goes to total shit in like ten minutes of the film. <laughs> And especially when after you get done, when you read the first book and everything, the kid is a lot younger than the kid that's portraying him in the movie. He's supposed to be like 10 years old in the movie. He's portraying him as like a 13-year-old or a 14, 15-year-old kid. And it just doesn't work out and everything whenever you look at it. The dialogue is not even that great. The story structure is just not the greatest either uh, from from book to movie it's not the perfect adaptation even though i'm not looking for a perfect adaptation of a book but i'm looking for some type of level where you know it's it touches you in a way that the book touch is supposed to touch you and it's just not there for me it's a total miss step in the direction not only that but they also made a second one for this movie i didn't go and watch the second one at all i was disappointed with the first one so why bother with the second one yeah, I saw. Remember seeing it in theaters. I don't remember anything about it, to be honest. Um, 
I remember thinking I was okay, but I mean, they but, definitely yeah. they changed some of the actors for the sequel than they did with the first one. I mean, Pierce Brosnan was a member of in the first one. Um, I mean, I I mean, I'm excited for the series that's coming to Disney Plus. That I'm not seeing how they're going to redo it because I used to, I read the book, like read some of the books, hmm. and like I said, like this was kind of cool. Um, this one was like like it's not on my list, but I've seen it. It's kind of weird. Did like the uh, the girl in it though. Um, who was it? Um, <laughs> if you thought the first one was bad, the second one is so bad. I can agree with you, Tim. I didn't yeah, even bother seeing the first one. Is the bad. Second, one. Yeah. second one is bad. Yeah, I think. The, yeah. Oh yeah, Uma. Yeah, it's Medusa. Yeah. Um, I think I think the I forgot the girl's name is Alex uh, Alexandria like the uh, Dardadio. She played the uh, the girl in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I guess I've seen it. Um, second one is pretty. The second one was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go with Sean for your number seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, I put this one on for you, Charlie. Um, yeah. Pickable me. <laughs> Uh, I knew it. There's so many people that like this movie, and I just, I just look at them dumbfounded because I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Maybe it's because I don't like slapstick humor and like the minions. I just think are just like, yeah. I'm not a five year old. Why would I like enjoy these little <laughs> yellow things punching each other? I just, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's just like I guess it just went over my head. I don't know. The Long third one is the third one is for me my favorite. Because I'm, it, I'm sure a huge, it's just as terrible as the first. I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> Trey Parker fan since he, Trey Parker the guy did the uh, three of them in order. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe I'll skip that and go straight to the third. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, the, 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 um, I'm a huge South Park fan, so Trey Parker he he created South Park. He voiced one of the characters in the third one. He, he his name is Balthazar Brat, and he's like a former child star. They got too old, and they fired him, so he's wearing the very purple jumpsuit, like Michael Jackson esque. He's doing moonwalks. I mean, and then for me, that that one was just funny because I'm a huge South Park fan, and and it's funny seeing him do a kid movie to go from Team America World Police, which is probably perhaps the most like uh, the probably they on like on pace for the top raunchiest movie I've seen in a while, and that's with puppets. And I highly recommend people watching it because the soundtrack for that movie is fantastic. Um. And we'll have to do a review for that. But anyway, the, he was funny in that. But I, this, that is, it is for him, like the Despicable Me series that hit me because I just thought it was funny. There's a lot of adult humor that I picked up in it, but that's just me. I, I know I'm like the minority. I, I know a ton of people that love those movies. I just, I, I don't know. I just can't, I don't get it. Like, I, I really don't get it. Here's the thing I was expecting to laugh in, um, with the Minions movie. I didn't even, I went to see it. <laughs> Charlie, is there a trash can <laughs> by you? you yeah. Right in there. It fire, baby. there is. Yeah. It's not going in the trash. <laughs> but I'm with you though, Sean. I just don't get it. Like I want to laugh at some of this stuff, but at the same time, it just wasn't for me. Um, I even tried watching the Minions movie in itself. Maybe I might actually see something that might be enjoyable. You skipped ahead too. Isn't the Minions like a sequel to one of them or no? Is it standalone? They're coming out with a part two. Oh, okay. It's just got held back. I thought you were pulling a Charlie and skipping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, not yet, Tim. It's on my list. Um, this movie. Orgasmo. Well, it's essentially the uh, 
the, the plot of it's kind of funny. He's a uh, he's one of those. Um, I think he's I believe his character is Mormon. I think he's a Mormon, and he's going. He's a door to door like. Um, he's like one of those people like, that go door to door. Jehovah's Witness. Um, uh, yeah, no, Jehovah's Witness. Yes, he goes door to door, and then and then he, and then and he ends up going into porn. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, and it's got. I mean, it's he's like, going door to door. I mean, so it's got him, um, Matt's his buddy Matt Stone that they do that they do together. Um, <laughs> um, it's on my list. I think it's on Stars or whatever. It's like on my list to see. It's NC seventeen, but it's like I. Tim, did, um, Tim, did you ever watch the Die Hard movies? Tim, for a while, he never seen the Die Hard movies. He's never seen them. Oh wow! My, my sister's never seen them. She she just saw the last two. I'm like. Oh, really? you need to, you just need the first. Is it running your family, Charlie? Just to skip over like the first <laughs> few movies and just go to like the last one? Is that a window clip. thing? I don't. He's like, I got clip notes. I don't need to see anymore. <laughs> no, she's heard it enough because honestly, we keep saying, hey, oh, you can't, can't say it's Merry Christmas until, uh, until you see uh, Hans Gruber jumps out of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Second one's the best. Die Harder. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not throwing it in the trash. That that, that I, the money well well spent on that. <laughs> okay. So my number my, six. Oh. oh my! I have my number seven. Um. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had Clash of the Titans. I. Okay. Uh, I was expecting more from this movie. Like I said, it looked cool. Um, had Sam uh, Sam Worthington in it. Um. I thought it was cool. I mean, like I said, I was hoping it was cool. Then I watched it. Then I was like, "Ugh!" I was disappointed. And that's like some of the C the CGI and the cracking wasn't great. I mean, Liam Neeson was the highlight of the movie of Zeus, but that's yeah. about it. I remember the trailer being so badass because it had yeah. the uh, the great the music. used song like the bird bird eats the worm or the bird and the worm something it had like the badass song playing the dude fighting the giant scorpion. I was yeah. like, man, this movie's gonna be fucking lit. Yeah, and, you know, it's just like, eh, it's okay. No, like, my, my, my dad, and my sister went to go see what saw this. Why well, I went to go see the losers? I made the better choice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I actually saw this in theaters. This is actually my number one. So I'm just gonna go on ahead and uh, do it right now. But I like I said before, I like astronomy. I like Greek mythology. I remember watching the first one in astronomy class my freshman year of high school and liking the original. So I was actually thankful enough that my my astronomy teacher introduced me to the original first. And then a couple of years later, we actually had the remake. And I was excited to see this. And then all of a sudden, it just comes out into wild pieces of shit. <laughs> it crashes and burns into a pile of nothingness. And... You know, the Medusa scene I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, I actually liked that. Uh, that was like probably maybe the only redeemable quality with it. The CGI, like you said, with the Kraken wasn't that great. Like you mentioned, Charlie, I definitely didn't like that. Liam Neeson is definitely the standout. But then again, Liam Neeson's the standout in almost every movie. I was ready for maybe one of the Greek gods go missing and he has to go around punching other Greek, uh, Greek gods in the face. To try and figure out. <laughs> I would actually, uh, you know what? If they actually made like a, a Liam Neeson action film where it was based where he's like one of the Greek gods and he has to go around finding 
Scorpio or Apollo yeah. or something like that, I would watch that. I'd much rather watch that than watch Clash of the Titans. The sequel is just as worse. It is. It definitely and is. I, and, I'll, and, I, and I think that came out in 2016, I think, or whatever. I'll probably yeah, it came out a couple that. years later. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, but yeah, that that was my number. Uh, that was my number seven was Clash of the Titans. And so I'm okay. gonna from there. <laughs> All right, my number six is the Last Airbender. Damn, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Last yeah. Airbender for me was a movie that I was excited for. Number one in I Jam I was the king at the time when it goes into plot twist and things like that. Even though he did Lady in the Water and, the, and I didn't care for that one, I was still rooting for the guy. I always root for comebacks for directors, actors, actors and actresses and everything. But the delivery for Last Airbender sucked. It didn't know what it wanted to be. Uh, he didn't know how to bring out the character layers that it needed to be there. Um, it's also based off an animated series as well, which I don't know if that had anything to do with the translation of 2010 on how to actually develop a movie that's from anime all the way into the movie realm. Yeah, and maybe the fans a hated it. Like the oh, fans yeah, that's the anime. The, I, yeah, the anime, the, the anime on Nickelodeon was, was a lot better. Um, mm. Like I said, right. I mean... You guys can see. I I can go. I'll go into this like in a, in a sec. Um, because this was my number one least favorite of the movie. This movie was. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Sean. If you had no, to say anything. Um, go ahead, Sean. But no. What I, what else I was going to mention was this. I remember back when Amni was actually first starting out. They were saying, "Oh, he's going to be the next um Steven Spielberg." So we went into everything with a big head. And even the Disney executives for Lady in the Water was like, you need to change this. You need to do this. Because, no, I am the next Steven Spielberg. I don't need to change anything. So, basically, what you see is what we got with that movie was just the same thing that happened with uh, The Last Airbender. He thought he knew it all. He doesn't know it all. He doesn't know shit. And, clearly, it's shit. <laughs> so, um yeah. But anyways, I'm gonna go on ahead and let you. Uh, okay. This is your number one. I'll let you take the floor too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This, like I said, we knew Amy Family was going downhill since the happening, which came out two years prior to this. This movie had bad news written over it. He found the kid to play the Avatar on the internet. He just randomly searched kids. He, he's like a, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Why was he searching for kids? I don't know. He wanted the kid to play the Avatar. Like it's like he's found this kid. Boom! You're my avatar. I'm sure though. That. That's how Justin Bieber was found. And he's yeah. A hit. yeah look, look what happened. <laughs> he, he, he's ruined us. <laughs> but anyway, he finds the kid on the internet. This whole movie doesn't make sense. Ooh. Oh yeah, like the emotions of how they do the air bending was was garbage. That's how magic like, works, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. You see wizards cast spells. It's always hate emotion. Not not in this movie. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't even want to see it. Like I said, my dad and my sister like. They came in and like, and I was like, I got off work early, um, and I was like, my dad's like, come on and watch this. So I sat in there, I almost fell asleep. I was about to fall asleep during this movie. I was bored out of my mind. This was so dumb, cheesy. So I was like, the one upside is like, I get to make fun of it. I've seen it, so I'm making fun of it. I mean, it's just, this movie is just trash. Like, and it's classic M Night Shyamalan garbage, and it doesn't get it. Wow. Yep, yep, Tim. Randomly searching kids online. That's what he. T that's pretty what M.I. Shyamalan did. 
Just the, he, that, that's how he found his avatar. Boom. He just found a kid. Boom, you're my avatar. Uh, yeah, he just finds him. And then the, the girl the girl is annoying in this. Then again, this girl ended up being Mark Wahlberg's daughter in Transformers Age of Extinction, and she was annoying in that one too. It's like, yeah, the, 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 this movie, there was nothing that was going to compete with this one for worse movies. Like, Twilight's right up there, but Airbender is just an other piece of garbage. So, yeah, this was garbage. Yeah, complete garbage. That's why it's my number one. Okay. I agree. So, now, back over to you, Sean. Go with uh, the other guys. Okay. I didn't like this movie. I guess it's a comedy that just didn't hit home for me. Uh, my favorite line was aim for the bushes, and that's when The Rock and Sam Jackson died. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Um, well, that was the funniest part. Uh, other than that, I don't. I think I would have walked out of it on it, but I think I was stuck in an aisle. Um, yeah, I just, I just really did not like this movie. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just because Will Ferrell was annoying me at the time because I noticed I do have another movie on here that he's in so <laughs> I don't know I think I know what that name of that movie is yeah. Megamind yeah, <laughs> him and Brad Pitt yeah that movie's terrible too um, I like the other guys I enjoyed it I thought it was funny I mean it's just the banner between him and Mark Wahlberg is funny like this how Will Ferrell was always getting all the hot girls after him. Yeah, and then, it's not believable, Charlie. No, it's not. <laughs> or, or like, or the sequence of like, um, you should have, like, I mean, like, Mark Wahlberg's in it and a shooter's anonymous class or whatever. And he's like, he's like, and everybody's gaining up on him. I'm like, I'm like, you should have shot, you should have shot A Rod. And which is, I find it's funny because uh, in the news, uh, Jennifer Lopez and A Rod have broken up. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, she should have gone to Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, I like this film though too. Like I said, in the movie theaters, I didn't really care for it. But once I saw it on Direct TV, I wound up loving it. And then, of course, I like the one part where you have Mark Wahlberg going into the Bel Air area. I mentioned this on the top, the best movies of 2010. What are you doing up in here? You're shaking your ass for dollars? And, uh, <laughs> and everything. Because I can dance too. I can dance too. Watch me. And he starts doing all this ballroom dancing, ballet, and everything else. And that was funny. And then Michael Keaton. He did it so he can make fun of somebody. <laughs> That's why he did a lot of this stuff. He already learned how to play the piano at, at, at his at his girl at, at, at the wedding. So he can make fun of the like fun of the kids they're doing it. So like, that's why he did a lot of this stuff just to make fun of the kids. And it's just yeah, this is I'm a peacock. You gotta, they gotta let me fly. Peacocks don't fly. It's like just let them have it, Captain. <laughs> but yeah, that, I thought that was actually a good one. Um, so my number five is gonna uh, be Tron Legacy. Uh, my I forgot uh, my number six. Um, okay, What's my number, number six, six, Green Zone. This is the um, Matt Damon movie. It was like a he's like a military guy or whatever. The trailer looked like it was going to have a lot of cool action in this. This movie's boring. You like good stuff happened to the last like twenty minutes of the movie, and that's the, that was what they showed in the trailer. Like like Matt Damon's got it. Matt Damon's not his normal self. He's getting his ass kicked every single time. Like it's like he, like and he's in a fight sequence. He's getting his ass kicked. He's getting beat up, his ass kicked. And until 20 minutes, he finally was like, wait a minute, I can actually fight. Okay. And that was it. That was the only highlight of this movie. It was bad. Like, is this it was like some sort of like military like 
zone area or whatever. I don't remember the full plot of it. I just know it was terrible. All but right. yeah, Matt Damon getting his ass kicked. It's not it's not fun to watch. <laughs> but I haven't either, to be honest with you. Um, it might be something I might need, might check out in the future just to check it out for myself. Um, Definitely like I said, I that one, Tim. 100%. <laughs> No, uh, yes. Dogma, come on. Dogma was great. I will go into this real quick. The reason Matt Damon's the best is um, there's a funny Joe um, Joe Blow video about what the WTF happened to Team America. It's behind the scenes. Originally, Matt Damon's character was supposed to be like the smart, suave guy that's very like everybody loves him. But when they designed his puppet, they they screwed up his face. And they screwed up his face so bad, they decided to rewrite the script for him. So the only words he says the whole movie, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he says the whole movie. Again, Team America is a great movie. You got to watch it. But Matt Damon is absolutely stare. Like, like, it's not the voiceover. It's just like, it's just a funny. He's like, all he does the whole movie, the, the puppet says, like, the script's like, Matt Damon and Matt Damon. <laughs> Again, we got to do a review for Team America. It's a great movie. Okay. Anyway, go back. Go ahead, John. <laughs> okay, so my number five is Tron Legacy. I love the soundtrack. I like the Volume One, and Volume Two soundtracks. I thought the soundtracks was really great. I love Daft Punk and stuff like that. Um, I did see the 1980s version to understand everything <laughs> too before <laughs> before I saw uh, Tron Legacy. So I actually knew about how the first one ended and also too why. The sign keeps on going back to the arcade and maybe he might get zapped in to try and save his dad and everything. Here's the thing. I thought there was some beautiful shots of the CGI. I thought the nightclub scene was one of the best scenes that we got when it came down to that universe. But underneath the surface of it all and everything, I really wanted to enjoy it. I just didn't like the uh, dialogue with it. I also thought it could have actually been better. And everything, especially with the special effects that we have out today. And it don't get me wrong, the effects were great. There were some beautiful shots that was in it. But overall, I just didn't really care for the acting and things like that within the movie in itself. And it was just one of those films that I'm like, okay, I can listen to the soundtrack and enjoy it without seeing the movie again. Because the soundtrack alone is is one of my favorites. Off the Grid is probably one of my favorite songs off the soundtrack and everything, too. So that's just me. That's just my my outlook with uh, Tron Legacy. But what do you guys think? Well, you already know what I thought of it. it was, right, right. I, mentioned, I liked it, but that's me. I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't. I want to say I hated it or disliked it. Um, I did. I do think that it did peter out near the end, like him first getting in there and competing in the games, and then I think. Isn't it near the end he gets in some like ship and he's going across like a big yeah. vast? Like I think I remember like kind of like starting to check out at that point. Um but Yeah, it was like yeah. he was in the ship and they're having a shootout with uh Tron guy and then Tron guy. Yeah. <laughs> Tron guy. <laughs> this sounds like a bad superhero name. What are you uh, Tron guy? No, I, I was thinking of the top point of Web Redemption on Tron. Uh, and it was like, um, it was um, the original Tron dude um, that was working Jeff with. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, not Jeff Bridges, the one that was his partner or whatever. Um, he when he turned bad, and um, or or I think or was just called Tron. Um, I think that was the guy's name anyway. So I mean, turns good, which I thought was cool. The ending was a little like, was a little sad. Um, I'll admit that it's like when uh, to, in order to defeat the other version of uh of Jeff Bridges, he had to become one. I thought that, and then like in the the, the flash before the eyes, but when Sam and Cora get out of there, that was that was kind of sad. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool visually. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, like, it I remember, cool. like I said, I've seen it. I remember liking it or thinking it was okay, but I have no desire to ever watch it again. So I don't, I don't know how you put that, in like a rating now. <laughs> so, not good, but not great. Yeah, me, I guess that'd be it. Maybe not good, not great. Me. Um, my number, uh, my number five. I had the movie Killers. Ashton Kutcher and Catherine Heigl. This was, was garbage. Yeah. Cat, yeah, Catherine Heigl just needs to stop. Like. It's like she was, great in, she was great in one movie, and then was knocked up. That movie was hilarious. Um, Judd Apatow. That's that. That was the that was the first Judd Apatow movie I watched. Was knocked up. I mean, I was I, I I was crying laughing like the first two minutes in the movie when when you meet the when they meet uh, Paul Rudd's kids and they're like I googled murder. You googled murder. What is what does it say? It didn't tell me anything. It showed me a bunch of pictures. And this, this, that whole sequence alone was hilarious. And then. Then the whole joke with the beard about like about uh, the, the whole joke on on like that I'm like oh god you look like a guy that just went to Burning Man or this this, this the jokes with that and then that one line I'm like we all get laid in us because of Eric Bana in Munich it was because of that line that's what made me want to watch Munich and that's what I did my first review for us like for the page Sean <laughs> was Munich it was because of that movie that's why I, I wrote in the review that that line. This is what I got me interested in this movie. If it, like, Eric Bana was a badass in Munich. Um, you know, like no, uh, Twenty Seven Dresses or The Ugly Truth. I mean, I watched The Ugly Truth. Gerard Butler. I know, <laughs> but I mean, he, but Gerard Butler needs to lay, stay off, stay off those romantic comedies. They aren't, they aren't working for him. And that movie was Catherine Heigl the reporter, or was Gerard Ashton, Butler? Ashton Kutcher was the killer. He was the okay. assassin. Yeah, no, she's good in Bride of Chucky. Yep. And The Ringer. No, I never saw The Ringer. Um, um, yeah, um, but then again, like I said, I think Ashton Kutcher was the killer, and then it's just uh, put Ash, uh, Catherine Heigl in an action movie. Just, she just, it's, it's not her. It doesn't fit her, and this one was just was trying too hard. It was just it, it was very aware that it was a bad movie, and it was trying so hard to be a bad movie. It was, it was just Bad. I don't remember it. I just know it was bad. <laughs> that, was my, that was number five. Um, my number five was Mega Mind. <laughs> I thought it was a terrible kids movie. Terrible movie in general. Um, I saw it in theaters with Melissa, and I think this little kid Gary that we used to babysit. But I don't remember. Maybe I just saw it with just me and Melissa, but I did not like it. Um, he's like a villain, alien, bad guy, I believe, trying to take over the world. Yeah. Uh, easily forgettable. Don't waste your time. It's probably worse than Despicable Me, but not by much. Um, hey, I don't own Mega Mine. I don't intend to. Even though Brad Pitt was awesome in that movie. 
to be honest with you, uh, I actually know a local rock band that did a song that uh, he Mega Mind actually inspired him to write a song called really? Villain. Called Villain, and it's mm. actually really good. I'm gonna have to send you the uh, video yeah. of that. Yes, I um, but yes, uh, the name of that band is called Wildfire. Wildfire. It's, yeah. They're a little band from the coast. I actually saw them about three or four times. I'm actually friends with the lead singer, Zach, and everything. And I got to interview him whenever I was first starting out with the podcast. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Mega Mine. I don't know enough about it to want to watch it. Then again, the trailers didn't really do anything for me to go out and try and support it. So that's that. Um, let's see here. For my number four, I have Black Swan down. For for my number four, I just thought it was boring. I didn't really lead to anything. Uh, pretty much, Natalie Portman is a ballerina who whose passion is for the dance rules. Every uh, facet of her life. When the company artistic director decides to replace the Parma Ballerina for their opening production of Swan Lake. Nina is the first choice. She is in competition. Newcomer Lily, who's played by Mila Kunis. However, they wind up becoming rivals. So if you think about it, this is actually what, um, this is pretty much like I, Tanya in a sense, but with Ballerina. <laughs> so but what I mean by I, Tanya is about Tanya. If you actually think about Tanya Harding and placed her in a ballerina type movie with ballet, that this would be this movie because they're rivals. They're trying to get even with each other. They're trying to outplay each other. This movie is very bland, very boring. And I was expecting so much more from it because I was like, oh, this is the best movie that you need to go out and see it and everything else. And it, has that, it was supposed to have this horror, like suspense kind of, outlook on it and here i am falling asleep in the theater just like i did with paranormal activity part one so it this is you know, i mean i watched it on my own and then i watched it from my film my 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 film class um there's help there's scary elements in it i'm like come on come on john that uh the, uh, the lesbian sequence didn't do it for you <laughs> okay that's what i was but that's why you watched it alone. I know why Charlie watched it alone. <laughs> now, was that in theaters by yourself? Or no, I watched, it, I watched it in DVD. I didn't see it in theaters. Okay. I was going to say, if you're doing it in the theater, it's like, come no, on. I you got to clean that up. It's just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's plenty plenty of that. Enough, like, you don't need to add to it. No, there's it's plenty of that. Terrible, and I don't... No, Sean, there's plenty of that when Marmaduke came out and people were getting, people got you turned off. No. 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 <laughs> Madman. No, Damn. like our, but like yeah, we like Apex had a uh, Marmaduke, and we're like, and then yeah, and then the, the same theater Marmaduke is in there, like we're looking at the seats. Yep, I'm gonna get turned on by the dog. Well, I watched um like a Black Swan because this is like it was an Oscar movie. I was trying to get yeah. into the Oscar stuff, and this is when Natalie Portman won the Oscar right. for the movie. That's why I was watching it, and I was just joking with you, John. Like, what? Like that sequence in the uh, If I wanted to watch that, I would probably watch Fifty Shades of Grey. If I wanted something similar to that, but <laughs> listening to scenes and stuff like that doesn't really do much for me. Whenever it comes down to a Black Swan movie and everything else, I'm like, nah. I mean, some of the scenes were intense, though. The uh, the uh, 
like the like <laughs> no, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like some of the sequence where like she's bleeding, like on this like where like on her foot's bleeding, and it's like it's weird. It's like some of the scenes were it, it was definitely a suspense. It had thriller elements in it. It was like it was weird, but um, sexy. So you got a fear button. <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay, that okay. No, no, Sean, that's enchantress, enchantress for you. I'm gonna watch that before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> no, no, kids, no, you're not allowed to watch this video. This is for adults. This is dad time. <laughs> um, my number four was Skyline. Okay. Um, um, yeah, the, the skyline was garbage. This is like it was the plot is like it, the aliens have taken over and started like 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 it was like it's supposed to be like some sort of like disaster movie, but it was not really. It was really terribly. It's like it's like it's like a, everybody's having a big party, and then you see these spaceships where aliens are abducting people, and they're like they're like making them disappear or whatever. Yeah. It was really bad. I think. I think Forrest Whitaker was in this. I don't know. Um, I remember Tim watched this movie. I think when we had it, like that, I think he hated it. Like focus on like a group of military people. Yeah, this focused on a bunch of people. It was not really military. And then, and, and, then and then everybody's dying, or in a sense. And then, then the, 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 the final two people get summoned up, and then the guy becomes an alien. And he starts beating the shit out of aliens at the end of it, and it's like, what the hell happened? I think they made a sequel called Beyond Skyline with Frank Carrillo and um, um, and Tony Jaw, and that was more of the actiony one. Um, yeah, I think it was on that. Like, I forgot where it was, but this yes, movie, I don't remember it. I just remember it was garbage. Mm. You see, I've watched it once, and I didn't go back and revisit it again or anything like that. I was figured it was like a good one and done type of movie where I'm like, okay. Saw it. Don't need to go back and revisit it. I only know the fact that it just focuses on the aspect of the survivors, of them trying to survive this thing with the aliens and things like that. The ending for me sucked. I really wasn't that enticed into the film in itself or anything like that. I thought the special effects were good. I thought that was good. But as far as the plot line and stuff like that, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even remember the quotes from this movie or anything like that either to be honest with you, and I don't remember who starred in it. That's just how long ago it was and how maybe it doesn't even have a cult following. It's not that great of a film. Um, yeah. This is what Tim said. Wait, why? I watched yeah. It? yeah. I'm trying to think of... I think I'm in the same boat as you, Tim. I can't remember. I know I've seen the trailer, but I can't remember if that's what I'm basing the entire movie on or if I've actually seen it. I mean, the giant post is giant, like this giant blue light. This giant blue light over this over this area. And that's what the poster was. Right. I remember, like I said, it was memory it was on. It was like we had it. It was like on our left. Like it, like when you're exiting the theater, Sean. It's like I was on the one my right side or whatever. I think it was like one of the posters, and I think that's where it was. Mm. Um, that's all I remember from it. It was a blue poster. <laughs> that was about it. All right. So what do you have, Sean? What's your uh, next one? <clears throat> I have a dinner for schmucks. Um, it's with Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. I think yeah. Zach Galifianakis is in it too. Yeah, he's uh, in it. Yeah, it's about he plays like the douchebag uh, boss or supervisor. He plays like oh. a like a yeah, mind he plays a Yeah, yeah. So the, I guess the premise of the movie is Paul Rudd's character is trying to 
get up like higher in his company. And um, to do that, they have like this dinner party where they essentially invite weirdos or schmucks and they make fun of them. And uh, Paul Rudd's character meets uh, Steve Carell's and they decide to take them. Um, and yeah, I remember not liking it. Um, but also when I was watching the movie, there was one guy that got really drunk in the theater and I had to help carry him out. So I don't know if that had like anything to do with it, that it kind of like dampened the experience. But yeah, I just, I didn't think it was that funny. It was more like cringy, which I only can take so much of that until I turned off by it. I mean, I watched it. I saw it after work one day. I watched it. Um, I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, I don't remember much of it. I just know, um, Steve Krause character, like making like, like um, puppet, like marion, like not marionettes, but like cut, like like he create recreate sequences and like I think he was like yeah, you know, dead mice, dead yeah, mice, dead mice, yeah, and rest of them up, yeah. You know, I think one of the guys from uh, what we did in the shadows was uh was was Paul Rudd's girlfriend's boss or something. He was like very this very artist, this artistic guy that's very like out there. Um, yeah. but he was. He was one of the vampires in what we did in the shadows, which is a recommend that movie. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I think he's also in Flight of the Concords. Can't remember his name. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I know it's not YTT. No, it's not YTT. But yeah, I remember seeing this movie in theaters myself. To be honest with you, I love Steve Carell. I like Paul Rudd. I was expecting a lot from it. Jeff Dunham is actually one of the other people that they bring to din- dinner. Um, and matter of fact, he made one of the puppets specifically for the movie, and everything too, which is the mm-hmm. one, the uh, the puppet with the big big boobs that he mm-hmm. had. Uh, he made that specifically for the movie itself. But there was moments where it was funny, and then there was moments. Eh, it's like I can actually see this once and be done with it. Yeah. Um, it was Jermaine Clement was the guy's name. Okay, yeah, Jermaine. Okay, yeah. But I'm with you though, Sean. Though too, like if something if something winds up happening in the theater that I'm in, it takes me out of it to the point where I don't even care about seeing the movie. And that happened to me on Daddy's Home Part One. Mm-hmm. With Will Ferrell, where I had this annoying kid kicking my seat, and I said, "If you don't stop kicking my seat, I'm going to break your foot off and I'm going to shove it up your ass." <laughs> but um, damn, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, it took me out of the movie to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't even watch this on DirecTV when it comes out. And I also gave it a bad review because of the fact that I had a horrible experience in the theater when I saw it. So I can actually relate to you on what you mean by uh, certain people taking you out of uh, Dinner for Schmucks, if that might have been the reason why you didn't like it. Mouth breather? Uh... I don't remember Charlie or Tim. Was it at Apex or do we go somewhere else? Mm. I just remember like dinner for schmucks. It was like this. It was like really hot in the theater, and this dude like he just like reeked of booze, and he was sitting on an aisle seat, and I'm like in the back, and he just falls over, and it just like collapses in the aisle. I'm like motherfucker. So like go get Katie, and like it takes me and her to like lift him up and just to carry him out and then we had to call the police or whatever to come get him. Yeah. He said in Lopless. I don't remember. Um, 
We saw a lot of movies together, Sean and Tim. Like, so I can't remember. I don't know if it was safe or I don't know. Was Tim with us for safe? Yeah, it was in April when we that that was that was the, yeah. Um, I for, I forgot. Um, but no, I I remember like in 2010 was also the the year where we had the uh the where we had a giant we had a lot of giant standees. And this one was for Prometheus. No, I think that was um, that was twenty twelve. Never mind, that's later on. But anyway, um, Standy was about to hit somebody, so I left my area and ran and jumped three stairs to stop it from falling. That's when I hurt my foot. Action, Charlie, Action Jackson over here. Well, yeah. I mean, and then it was like I like I and then I had some serious airtime too. <laughs> and then, so, and then afterwards, I could like I couldn't put pressure on my foot, and I was like hopping up. So I was going to go clean the next baby one foot, just that, and then like and like Ashton is on duty with us too. <laughs> but I remember that. I was like that was like that was, that's for when we had the Prometheus. But some of the standees we had were just not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh so uh, for my number three, I've got Iron Man two because. Here's the thing. I did. I didn't like um, Mickey Wark as the bad guy. I thought the story flow wasn't that great of a film. Um, I thought that it wasn't that great or executed very well. I thought the first one was better than the second one. I know that it's actually hard to go into a sequel and expecting it to do just as good as the first one. But for me, the second Iron Man wasn't the greatest one or anything like that either. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in the trash can with the minions. <laughs> the minions. Not happening. <laughs> but yeah, that's just me. I mean, I thought uh, there was aspects that I liked, maybe with the race car scene with uh, Iron Man and everything too, with Robert Downey Jr. inside the car. And then also too, his nano suit was actually pretty cool. But other than that though, eh, there was nothing redeemable for me about this film. And I was actually excited to know that Mickey Rourke was going to be in it because at that time he was actually making a comeback for himself and things like that. So I was actually excited to see him. But once I saw what he did to the character, which is supposed to be one of the best villains that you can get for Iron Man, I was let down with it. Same thing whenever I saw uh, the Mandarin for the third movie and everything. I don't know how much I was let down with that, too. That so, was funny, though. Like, to me, I thought that was pretty good just for the fact that it was Trevor. like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's just... <laughs> we'll be getting a real Mandalorian and, um, character in that uh, that um, Shun Chi or whatever movie, like the uh, the martial arts one. It's the Asian one. No, it's uh, no, it's uh, it's coming out in July. Um, it's a Marvel movie. I forgot the name of it. It's what definitely Chai um, what Chai Chi. Or... Yeah, it's, it's something of that. Well, no, or Moon Knight, or is it Moon Knight? It's not Moon Knight. It's uh. I, it's coming out in July. That's all I know, and it's it's supposed to have the man, Mandalorian character in it. Okay. Um, but no, I I liked Iron Man too. I thought it was entertaining. That's why I had it in my favorite. I think I had it in my favorite list. Yeah, yeah I had it number nine. Yeah, yeah it's like I mean, there's a lot of moments in it. This is like the next big Marvel movie. And this is what really kicked off the Avengers because immediately after that we got Thor. Which yeah, I was a little like I mean, when you the more you watch the first four Thor movie, it gets better. Um, of course, the best one is the third one. Ragnarok was just, yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, the best character in the third one is Cork. He's Cork. trying to start a revolution, but he just ran out of pants. Waititi. Waititi, yeah. Cork, Cork and Meek. 
Oh, meet your life. So anyway, like you said, we and then anyway, we kicked off with Thor's hammer was from this. I mean, we got Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson was great in this movie. And she like the yeah. sequence where she beat up the entire art, like the, all the guards by herself. I mean, that sequence was that was pretty cool. And I, I like Sam Rockwell as Hammer uh, Hammer Tech. He's just he's he's he was just this normal self, and he was hysterical in this movie. Like like the sequence, like all right, we're testing an Iron Man suit. All right, and like we're when when uh, at the uh, the Senate hearing. Three, two, one, and turn, and then the guy breaks his back. Like, I mean, I enjoyed this movie. It was entertaining. Sure, Ricky Rourke's character was lame, but Don Cheetah was great as Rhodey. Um, because Terrence Howard left after the first one, but mm-hmm. we got Cheats. Um, the Cheats. Don Cheetah was great as Rhodey, and he was pretty good in the other ones. But again, I enjoyed this movie. But. Okay. Let's see. So I'm going to go on ahead and kick it off to Sean for his number three. Uh, I got Yogi Bear. I watched the cartoon (laughs) a lot when I was a kid. Not that I was expecting a lot from this movie at all, but going in, I was like, God damn, why'd they even make it? Like, it's terrible. Um, I don't know if any kids in that age group from 2010 enjoyed it, and maybe that kicked them their interest in Yogi Bear off. I don't know. But to someone that watched it growing up, I was terrible. So probably a lot of better, way better animation than Tom and Jerry. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Tom and Jerry was garbage. Yeah. Um, like I said, John had John was like because he was the one telling me like, "Oh, Tom and Jerry is gonna be a great movie." I'm like, "Well, I didn't not. say it was gonna be great. I said yeah. at maybe lowering your expectations, maybe it might actually be." Good. Maybe there might be a chance that it could yeah. be good because lowering your expectations could actually enhance your experience. Plus, you feel like it would at least feed off some nostalgia when you were right. kid, you know what I mean? It's where like you yeah. can at least appreciate it, even if yeah. it is if it does suck. But this one was like in it in an art because that's when the leak happened where people were like expecting Tom and Jerry, they got Justice League, the Snyder cut. <laughs> so they're watching and so John went 20 minutes in. I'm like, oh my god, this was bad. <laughs> And Cole, Cole hated it too. And then of course Cole's a big Justice League fan. And he's like, oh, of course. I just bashed Tom and Jerry too. <laughs> um, so anyway, like I said, I, I'm familiar with the Yogi Bear. I think somebody created a, a funny ending. They they did the Yogi Bear enda. Um <laughs> Black Snake Motor has to in it. it. <laughs> JT was in the glove group. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's why that movie sucks. That's probably like one of the worst movies ever even made, Charlie. <laughs> I had to throw that one anyway, but no. Do you, like, do you have do you have, do you own that one? No, I don't. Okay, good. Thanks. I'm actually surprised it doesn't pass on 4K. <laughs> no, that's no, um but no, like somebody recreated the ending of Yogi Bear as if it was the, the ending of the assassination of Jesse James by the coward um um, something Ford. They recreate the Yogi Bear ending as that, yeah, and you see, uh, and you see Yogi Bear get killed. <laughs> you see them both get killed. I'm like, okay, man, this was in that movie. I'd watch it, but other than that, I've not seen Yogi Bear. I have no intentions to. <laughs> right. So, what do you <laughs> have? For your movie three? Three? All right, my number three. Um, it's the movie The Tourist, Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. This was oh yeah. This was terrible. I don't like. I don't remember of it. I just remember the, the the twist was pretty pretty bad. It just it was just awful. They were mm-hmm. both bad in it. There's no redeemable characters. It was just. I was aware I was watching a movie. 
Yeah, that's actually one of the worst ones he's done. He's done besides um, the drug diaries or the rum diaries. diaries. Yeah. yeah. So Had that's actually kind of in that too. I think Amber Heard was briefly in that the rum diaries as well. Right. So I'm gonna get into my number two, which is Little Fockers. And here's the thing. I love the first two films. I thought the first two films were really good. The third film was supposed to be this big conclusion where everything comes to a head between Robert De Niro and also, uh, of course, with Owen Wilson's character, with Ben Falker and everything else, and introducing them to the yeah Falkers, Gaylord Falker and stuff like that. Yes, it does come to a head, but it's also very forced on the way they did everything. With this big old huge uh, carnival type setting for the birthday party and things like that. It was just them fighting for no reason. There was just nothing there. No funny moments for me to even re- say that it was redeemable about the film. No aspects that I liked. I liked the first two films. I thought the first two films were really good on its own. But the third film, I really felt like there was no need to have a third film, to be honest with you. Was I happy to revisit the, the Fockers, yeah, but did I actually need to see it? No, nah, not really. I could have done without with the second, with just having the first and second films. But still, I just thought the film was very forced on, on me and everything, too. So, what did you guys think? I already mentioned it was a dishonorable mention. Right. For, like, I just, I don't remember much of it, to be honest. I, I like the first two. I mean, the first one with the volleyball sequence of him like spiking the ball and, and breaks the girl's nose. I thought that was hysterical. And then the whole first, like the first movie was just funny. Second one I saw in the theaters because I, I didn't expect to see this in the theaters, but my whole family we went to see it and it was funny. Like, I mean, um, like the, the guy that looked like Ben Stiller's character was like that. And then and then I remember why I enjoyed it more, especially after watching that movie Date Movie, um, that spoof movie with Allison Hannigan. Like that was pretty much spoofing. The whole Meet the Fockers movies again. I that was funny, but the third one was not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like the third Mummy movie, not necessary at all. Yeah, I remember seeing it, not laughing. So right, not good. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna kick it back over to Sean for his number two. Right, so this will be the last one on my list because Jonah Hex was my number one. Um, I have Hot Tub Time Machine. I know, Charlie, you like this movie. Damn you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't see it in theaters. There was so much hype around it. Like, oh, man, this movie's so funny. It's great. So I went into it and went into it expecting it to be, like, the funniest movie I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't like it. Great White Buffalo. It was funny, like, the first time they said it, not the hundredth time. Um, yeah, just garbage. <laughs> you didn't like the Great White Buffalo? The first time they said it. And then after yeah. that, I was like, well, goddamn, they said it a hundred more times. Like, I get it. I get the bit. I get the bit. I love this movie. It was hilarious. Like I said, my dad, like my dad took my brother and I we went to go to the theater to see us, but I think my dad was really hyped for it because he's a huge John Cusack fan. And when he saw him in this, and it was just enjoyable. Like I said, it was funny. Like the sequence I love the most was the sequence about the, the the bell keeper, like uh the uh like bit um 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 Crispin Glovin's character, 
about him getting trapped in these precarious situations. When is he going to lose the arm? I mean, that's that, that that stuff was hysterical. Like this fight, and then and then how Lou was like intentionally trying to change the change the future, and then he's like having like a beef with this rich guy who was actually Billy Zabka from I think it was either Billy Zabka or it's uh, the Karate Kid from the Karate Kid. I I the think kid from the Karate Kid. Yeah, my uh, Ralph Macchio. It's either yeah. it was either Ralph Macchio or it was Billy Zabka. I think I'm. Le- I think it was Billy Zafka was the rich guy. Um, Lee Lou. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's like it's like. Oh man, I was really bummed that the band broke up. What was your band? Montley Lou. I was like, oh, I, I print out some local maps for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great way, Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, this movie's funny. I enjoyed it. It's just, it is just funny to see them like, and then seeing uh Bucky like Bucky being a, like being like, yeah, we need to fight it for America. And then, like, and then it's like the, the, the song, like when they played uh, Ricky and Glacius, they giving them that, like, the, the rallying speech to beat up the, the beat up the bully or whatever. And they're playing uh, uh, Rico and Glacius. <laughs> Again, I thought this movie was hysterical. I mean, it was just funny. All right. I don't agree. <laughs> Great way, Buffalo, Sean. Uh, say yeah. a couple more times. <laughs> Um, okay, Charlie. So, what do you got for your number two? Well, we already covered them. My number two, okay. my number one were Twilight Eclipse and The Last Airbender. Both were on our garbage. Um, yeah, and my yeah. number one was Clash of the Titans. So that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty much it. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add to anything? Are you guys good? Or I want I want to vote. If whoever listens to this in the podcast or if listen listening live. Do you like Despicable Me? I really want to know. But sometimes you know I think what? people are just afraid to say it because everyone you know loves it, and I think there's a there's a handful of people that are like, "Movie's garbage," and I don't get it. I want to know. Let you us know. What? know. I think I'll put a poll up on Twitter and see how that goes. Okay. <laughs> because I'm in, because I'm actually interested because you and I are both on that same level where like we just don't get it. So garbage. <laughs> Grab it. (laughs) All right, guys. So, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but if you want to, go ahead and donate to the show. How do you do that? Just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unite. Another thing, too, is we're actually sponsored by Audible. So, go on ahead, click in the link below to get your 30 day trial and everything by Audible. Another thing, too, is if you want to, go for all your entertainment needs and wants by going to www.movieloversunite.com. You can also follow us at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook underneath the same name as well on Instagram and also on Pinterest. And then also, too, you can get this uh, episode wherever you get your podcast from on the audio-only side. And then, of course, you guys can follow me at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And, of course, you can follow me at uh, John DeGorio8 on Twitter. And then also, too, on the stereo app at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then that's pretty much all the places that you can reach me at. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your night to talk about our top 10 disappointed movies of 2010. We've been meaning to do this for a while. I'm just glad now that we're finally able to do it. So, always, until next time, guys, I enjoyed it. I hope that you guys enjoyed it, too. I'll be back tomorrow night with Tamika. We're reviewing Malcolm X. This is going to be the end of our um, celebrating Black History Month. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that whenever we actually have that posted. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.
to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing and that is our five dollar a month plan it's called movie lovers classics it covers bonus episodes reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh little caesar review that we just did early access to episodes monthly newsletters shout outs on the main uh, feed early access to episodes and then we also have all access documentary series review which is ten dollars a month and that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shoutouts on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries, and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.